0: You're listening to the Adventurely Podcast. Adventurely is an app that helps you meet activity partners and travel buddies for shared adventures and experiences. Sign up at getadventurly.com. I'm your host, Mita Karaman, the founder of Adventurely. And with the Adventurely Podcast, we'll be speaking with influencers, community builders, and all-around amazingly cool people to learn about what's happening in their side of the world and to inspire your next adventure. We are super excited and honored to have Samantha Leita, who is the marketing executive at Discover Dominica Authority, basically the tourism board for the beautiful Caribbean island of Dominica. We're having her on the show because as some of you guys may have seen in the news and press, Dominica recently launched a digital nomad visa known as the Win Visa, aka Work in Nature. So we're gonna talk to Samantha to learn all about the island of Dominica, learn about the Win Visa, getting down there and some other fun tidbits. Samantha, welcome.
1: Hi, Mita. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure being here with you and, and with your followers. Um, welcome to Dominica, just a little taste. Of what we have to offer right now.
0: I'm so excited and I'm excited to be (laughs) going there. I'll be heading there very soon. So a lot of folks have been asking me for details and I figured, you know, the podcast is one of the best ways to do it. So the first question is, what can you tell us about Dominica in general? Because a lot of people get it confused with Dominican Republic, which you are not. So what can you tell us about the island? Yes,
1: Mita. So first of all, it's the Commonwealth of Dominica, um, like you mentioned, not to be confused with the Dominican Republic, which is a Spanish speaking country. Of course, Dominica is English speaking. Um, we also have the last surviving Kalanaku Indians who whose name for Dominica was actually called Whitey Kubuli. And that actually means tall in her body. And it, is, it perfectly describes Dominica, um, being that we are so rugged, um, there's a saying that when Columbus was asked by the Queen to describe Dominica after his visit, his first visit to the island, he simply took a piece of parchment paper, he crumbled it up and he gave it back to her saying, this is Dominica. So it shows our our lush towering mountains, our rainforests, our waterfalls, our spas, and our rivers. Uh, we boast a river for every day of the year. We are small but big. We are only... 289 square kilometers that is 16 miles wide and 29 miles long. Um, but because of our volcanic origin, we are blessed with so many mountain ranges, some of them higher than 4,000 feet above sea level. Um, we mentioned that we are English-speaking country, but we also speak a French Creole called patois. And it's a direct result of us being colonized by the French and also the British. And we received our independence actually from Britain um, on November 3rd, 1978. Very cool. And, and just out of curiosity, are there any
0: acceptable Patois Dominican words that would be okay for a visitor
1: to say or that maybe we should know what it means? Oh, my. I'm going to tell you one. It's simple. It's called "saka fet." So it actually means what's up, what's happening, what's going on, you know, and and this is something we started using because we're trying to incorporate more of our our creole phrases and patois into into our promotions and activities as as Discover Dominican Authority. So we have been using a lot of our webinars and um, naming it Saka Fet, what is happening in Dominica. So that is a simple phrase, and I'm sure. To your, your your followers to the nomads coming out you're going to get so many other phrases some good of course you're gonna get the not so good ones um, <laughs> <when> you <laughs> when you're living in a community um, and our community are such close-knit and friendly communities um here in Dominica <laughs> no that sounds like
0: at least the, the the phrase you gave us that sounds like a welcoming one and a fun one it is it is it That's is like a great one to to start with to <laughs> get to the island, what do you think are some of the major airports that are worth looking into for a flight or connecting flight to the island? Okay, so to
1: start, um, we have no international airport as yet, um, but we have actually been um, given the green light. We're going to start construction for international airports in the first half of this year, so that really signals some good news, but I think getting to Dominica is part of the adventure, of of planning, Uh, but we connected all the international carriers through Puerto Rico, through Antigua, through St. Martin, St. Lucia and Barbados. Um, I have to mention Martinique and Guadeloupe, but these are currently closed because of the restrictions um, given by by France. So Martinique and Guadeloupe are are, are governed by France regulations. So right now, because of the pandemic, they are closed to outside, Um, persons coming in but of course for example if you're coming from New York and you want to get to Dominica there you can use any of those hubs you can use from um, New York to um, Miami Miami Puerto Rico or New York straight to Puerto Rico New York to Saint Martin New York to Saint Lucia um, and, and most recently we have Caribbean Airlines coming on board with a flight from New York to Barbados with connecting same day connections onward to Dominica so that is That really spells good news for us and gives us the opportunity to to have added airlift into the country.
0: I'm going to ask a very basic question. So when you say that Dominica doesn't have an international airport, does that essentially mean that you
1: have to go through a secondary hub to get to the island? Is that yes? So those I mentioned would be the hubs, the main hubs that you will come into into the island: Puerto Rico, Antigua, Saint Martin, Saint Lucia, Barbados, and the French islands. And if somebody was coming
0: from Europe, what would be the best route coming from? Um, the
1: best would be Barbados,
0: um, Antigua. Okay. Well, there's there's actually quite a bit yeah. of nomads already in Barbados. As you know, I was in Barbados for several months, uh, most of last year and, and part of this year. And um, for a lot of the nomads there looking for a trip outside, this could be a really, really fun place uh, and fun excursion to do. So thanks for sharing that. The yes, next question, definitely. The next question I have that a lot of people want to understand is the quarantine process, which I understand you guys are calling Safe in Nature. And my general understanding is that Safe in Nature, Dominica's, a.k.a. Dominica's quarantine program, allows you to quarantine for several days while having access to certain activities, so you're not totally stuck in your room the entire time. So can you share a little bit more about the Safe in Nature quarantine program?
1: Sure, Mita. Um- Safe in nature, that's actually one of my babies. Um, it 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 is is like you mentioned, is it's part of our our protocol's quarantine process. But it's kind of I want to kind of backtrack and give sort of like um an overview of what what was happening in Dominica. Um we all know we're living in different times now. Um we we consider it sort of the new normal. And um Dominicans have been steadfast in our management of COVID, of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um as of today, we only have Two active cases. We have a total of 165 confirmed since last year, but now we only have two active cases. Um, we have over 17,500 um, persons who have already been vaccinated. Um, so, and, and that all spells good news to show the management side of things, and that actually was enabled us to get awarded the safe travel stamp by the World Health Organization that sort of reassures travelers that our protocols, our safety hygiene protocols are top-notch in the region. So looking at the holistic picture, we try to say, okay, how can we, as the tourism sector, how can we assist in getting our stakeholders to bounce back? Of course, we had a lot of um, loss last year, income generation, etc., um, And we sort of the Safe in Nature commitment. So, it is a commitment program that allows visitors coming into Dominica to enjoy the destination without having to feel like you are isolated and in quarantine. I find quarantine is such a depressing word. So, we try not to use quarantine, we say you'll be safe in nature. And it's actually a managed experience for the first seven days in Dominica. So, from the time you get into Dominica, you're taking your Safe in Nature certified taxi that will take you to your Safe in Nature certified accommodation where you can enjoy um, land-based and water-based activities throughout the, your def- your time here within a Safe in Nature op- operator. So you kind of get the picture that we have ensured that all our service providers are equipped and trained to welcome visitors from, from, from the region and from um, international um, destinations. Of course, on day five, your your accommodation Safe in Nature um, manager organises for your your PCR tests. Um, the results will normally be received between 24 to 48 hours, and once you're cleared, you will be free to roam as as you wish on island. So that is in in a nutshell what the Safe in Nature concept and Safe in Nature commitment that we have for our visitors is, and this is all in in ensuring the safety while on island of, of visitors and also of our service providers and of our locals alike.
0: That's amazing.
1: And, you know, I took a
0: brief look at some of the different options. And oh, by the way, uh, everyone take a look at the work in nature uh, website for Dominica. It's, can you actually, I want to make sure that you share it properly. What is the correct website? It's win...
1: <laughs> it's uh, Win Dominica dot, dot D-M.
0: yeah so one i so i've been playing around on the website and reading through all the information and they listed out a number of their accommodation providers that you can do your safe in nature quarantine at and each accommodation outlines this the activities that you're allowed to do leaving your room and literally going out in nature safely so that it sort of makes the quarantine process a little bit more bearable um, yes. <laughs> and maybe even a little bit more fun. So yes. that's great. And when it comes to getting the testing that needs to be done, um, does, the, does the testing person come to your accommodation or do you um, go off-site? It,
1: it, it, it depends. Um, the accommodation can organize to get it done at a at facility or they can come on site. So it really depends on, 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 the, on the, the time of day or the week, or etc. that, that the test is going to be done. Okay,
0: awesome. Okay, so we got a, a little understanding about the island. We got a little bit of an understanding about how to safely enter uh, and, and go through all of the clearance required health-wise. So now let's get down to work, which is the main thing that digital nomads need to do. Um, I know our lifestyle looks amazing and like we're living <laughs> our best lives, and we really are, but you know... Monday through Friday, most nomads live a pretty normal life. They're just on their computer, just so happens to be in a beautiful Caribbean island, you know. So why don't you tell us (laughs) a little bit about why you guys created the Work in Nature visa to allow people
1: to live and work remotely in Dominica for up to a year and a half. Well, yeah. So essentially, it is is a continuation of of what can we do to sort of revamp and, and revitalize the tourism industry. And we, we have been looking at the whole idea of remote work, um, the, the whole concept for some time now. And I think COVID pushed a lot of destinations into looking at new and innovative ways. And, and this is what we, we came up with. We figured, you know what, we don't wanna just call it um, you know, remote work in Dominica. What, what is synonymous to the destination, our nature? So we decided let's, let's try to look at developing a work in nature um, concept or as we like to call it, WIN. You can't go wrong. It's a win-win um, opportunity. You can win in Dominica. So as you mentioned, the WIN um, program is an extended stay visa program and that allows persons to live and work in Dominica up to 18 months. Of course, there is the possibility of renewal. And the nice thing about it is it doesn't only cater to just you as digital nomads but it also caters to families and we we really wanted to get more um the holistic um family the the whole family to be part of this um you want persons on sabbaticals we want persons looking to just reinvent themselves why you know maybe i'm blogging or i am a teacher that i am on a sabbatical um, you know and what better place to accomplish all these types of things but here in Dominica, um, being free, being safe, and being welcomed um, in such an environment. Like, so like you mentioned, the website is there with so much, many more details um, given on the program with regards to your, the eligibility of, 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 of persons, um, the visa details, the application process, um, how life in Dominica is. It gives you an, a number of incentives that you may be interested in, like you mentioned, where to stay, information on healthcare, which is important. Um, another important factor that I think we had to put in was the education aspect of things. Um, persons coming with their families may decide, you know what, I want my, my daughter or my son to, to get to know the culture, to get to know the children and not be, you know, just only in the online, um, in the internet realm. Right. So our education system is, is open. Um, we have a rare of, of, of different Opportunities from private to public schools. So these things um, are important. And another thing um, you can get more information on, and we 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 actually um, developing more and more, is sort of making an impact. I think what we've been seeing a lot of a lot of persons want to while they come here and they work, they may want to give back. So for example, I might be a teacher. I actually know of a teacher who who's from the US that's here right now, and her afternoons are spent. Um, tutoring, tutoring students in the community that she lives in. So, you know, these, these, are, these are things that people want to make an impact in where they, they live also as digital nomads. So these are, these are some of the, the concepts that we we're looking at further developing again um, under our working nature um, extended stay visa. That's, that's really
0: wonderful to hear because something that I always end up in a conversation with, whether it's, you know, people who are members of Adventurly or just other nomads in general, is ethics of nomading. You know, making yeah. sure that you treat the land and the culture and the people with respect, with dignity, and that you give back because you guys are opening our doors like this is this is wild that an entire family you know otherwise living i don't know new jersey you know, in the yes yes i like- mean
1: like i said there's some people that are already here um there's actually a family and they have two young two young boys they, they do online schooling because their schools um in washington is still, still functional but it's online so in the in the in the morning they do school and in the afternoon they get involved in soccer with the community kids. Um, they get to enjoy the waterfalls. They get to learn about the the Kalinago Indians. So while they're not physically in school, but they are learning, I think that is important that that they can actually experience the culture of another of another destination of another people, and I think that that tends to get them to appreciate their surroundings a little more. Yeah, especially you guys. I
0: mean, your nickname for Dominica is, well, the no-name is the nature isle of the Caribbean, right? So Yes, yes. It's for me, you know, I've been a nomad now for four years, and what I love is that I'm able to rejuvenate in these beautiful places way more than I would when I was in New York. You know, no shade to New York. New York will always have my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm still considering myself a New Yorker, but you now, for example, right now I'm in Mexico, and to know that I can just go right to the Caribbean Sea, have an authentic taco. Those are things that just make whatever free time I have outside of work just make me feel so much more rejuvenated. So I could imagine with you guys have some really breathtaking nature and volcanoes and boiling lakes and all kinds of quirky <laughs> things. But um, for all ages, it's it's it must be an incredible experience. Um, yes, it definitely is. A question that I have also been getting from a lot of people about Dominica, because also eventually is very proud to have partnered up with the Win Dominica program for the launch of their visa. is where to book, you know, people are starting to look on Airbnb and look around and say, okay, well, where would I stay in Dominica for a number of months? And you and I have talked about this before. And what I got from you mostly is that Rizal, Partsmith, and Soufrière, I hope I'm pronouncing these wrong. (laughs) You're, you're, You're good. You're good. That These three sort of areas of Dominica seem to be the most suited for nomads. So if you could tell me like, you know, what you think each of these three places are like and what they offer.
1: Okay. So first of all, um, we are offering on, on the website as it is right now, um, all the certified, accommodation, um, certified accommodations under the Discover Dominic Authority Certification Program. Um, we also offer extended state packages. Um, and we also have listings of real estate companies that this may be interested in having a rental property and maybe even extended that to even purchasing property on island. Um, like you mentioned, um, some of those, some of the major areas that this would, would, would maybe settle, um, would be Roseau and Roseau is the capital of the Commonwealth of Dominica. So it's actually the main commercial hub of the country. So that's the busy, the busy area, the happening area, that type of thing. Um, Another area you mentioned is Sufria said It's, it's a, a more slower community because tiny, there are tiny fishing villages in the south of the island. Um, Sufria Bay is actually an extinct volcanic crater, um, of course, so you can imagine the, the type of underwater life that you get there. And it's also home to one of our largest marine reserves And as you can see, to safeguard our nature, Dominica has several marine reserves and um, national parks and reserves on island just to to ensure the sustainability of of our wildlife and of our our land. So um, Portsmouth is another one. And Portsmouth has always been called uh, within Dominica as a second town. Um, It has a very good harbor, a lot of... um, bustling activity we have a a national park that's that's also there and some you know a lot of properties coming up it also housed the the ross university of some years ago and um, as we're on that that is one of the areas that we're looking at doing a, a digital nomad village a community um, I know that is something that that you as as digital nomads are looking forward to, and this is something that we are actually putting in place. Um, we've had training with the with the different um, accommodation providers already, um, ensuring that they are ready and able to accept visitors. We're looking at the co-working spaces within that area, so it's going to be. Um, Sort of like a digital nomad village um, in the in the town of Portsmouth in Picard Portsmouth. So so these are some of the things that we want to start working on and finalizing so that when persons come, they can you can choose anywhere to live. Um, but we are starting to to put together this this concept of a digital nomad village. That's awesome.
0: So would it be safe to say that the most sort of rural town that we discussed would be Soufriere and then the middle ground would be Portsmouth and then sort of the city vibe would definitely be Rizal. Yes,
1: yes. And then you also have, um, so all this is, is really the west coast of Dominica, but you yeah. also have the east coast, which is very rugged and, and quiet and more um, farmer type lifestyle, which is, which, is, which is good. Of course, I think it also depends on what you're looking for also. You know, so, so not knocking out the other parts of the island, but these there, there's possibilities from from north to south, east to west of the island. I
0: know we had talked about this before, and I totally understand that if you're gonna do like a circle around the island, you definitely want to go slow so you could see it all. But like, if somebody really wanted to drive around the entire island, do one loop, how long do you think that would take?
1: Oh, you can take you can take it a day, a day. You can take a day, yes. Okay. But um, trust me, you're going to want to stop and stop and, and have, stop by the bar, stop and have some food. I mean, cuisine is a big thing here, especially over roadside cuisine where you get to enjoy so much of the island, so much of the community. So you, you may do it in a day, but you're going to come back the next day to try and do it all over again because you miss certain areas that you'd want to go to. So.
0: Well, since you <laughs> brought up food, let's talk about that. What well, would a Dominican granny cook for you?
1: For a special Sunday dinner. Oh wow! Um, you're going to get everything from your kalaloo, which is like a dashing. It's a ground provision leaf, um, which is very healthy. You're going to get your fish. You're going to get wildlife. You're going to get. We, we have um, local chicken, local pork. Um, we 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 have even the government has come together and realized the need to. Um, Sort of live from Dominica, live what from what we have. So you find we have a lot of our meat kinds are locally um, born and bred. Um, our fish is abundant in our in our seas. Um, we have the wildlife like the manico and the agouti that we eat at special times of the year, and of course our vegetable soups. You're going to get what is what we call black pudding. Now, it is amazing, but it's actually made from the intestines and the blood of the pig. So it may sound weird, but it is just amazing. And I mean, what better place to eat, because Dominica is so rich in volcanic soil, it gives rise to um, vibrant fruits and vegetables that we're known for um, supplying the Caribbean region with. Our spices also add that special Creole flavor to our dishes. So. Um, you're going to get an array of food. You might have to say, you know what, you can't eat all. You have to take a break. You have to come back. You have to, um, you know, kind of relieve yourself first before you continue. Um, if you're looking for the, the grassroots type of cuisine experience, I mentioned you're going to traverse the island. You can stop anywhere and have food. And, of course, the fine dining options are also available if that's what you're looking for. So you have to survive range of places and things to eat uh, when you come here. You mentioned mentioned the rums. And, I mean, when you think of rums, we think of bush rums here in Dominica. Um, They can be found in any community, any village, has its own little rum shop where it's laden with bush rums. And and these cure all kind of ailments from stomach pains to the flu to besides just enjoying the bush rums, anything you want. You know, um I am have known of people who've actually been saying, you know what, we can't we 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 we're safe with COVID because when you take a bushel and you throw that throw that back, you're good to go. You know? I mean this is this is how we live. Um we actually have one um some of the the largest population of centenarians um in the Caribbean region and, and they always attest their longevity to the foods that they eat to um, the little taste of the rum punch ever so often, um, that type of thing coming from Dominica. So um, yeah. you, look, you look at the rum punches, you have the ginger, you have the sea grapes, you have cucumbers, you have rosemary. And for the more adventurous types, we have the rums, which are infused with snakes, with centipede, or even lizards,
0: you know? Wow. Um,
1: yeah, it is amazing. I, I, try, I try everything once. So I, I, I have tried most of the bush rubs here because it's nothing is wrong. You just you just use something to, to, to taste to taste and see and experience. Um, most famously though, I have to mention what we call bois bale. That's another Creole name. Bois bale. It it translates directly to hard wood. Okay. Hard wood. And it's actually considered a natural aphrodisiac, wow. so you find a yeah, you find a lot of men drinking it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to be clear, when you say bush bush rum, does that mean that rum that's sort of like enhanced with medicinal flavors or medicinal yes. quality? So, okay. Yeah,
1: you soak the the, the 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 flavors come out from the bushes, from the rosemary, from the baobab. it's actually it's actually a bark of a tree. Yeah, the about tree? So you soak that in the rum and it infuses with it and all the the different um, flavors combined. So um, it is an experience on its own to visit the different rum shops and just taste what they have to offer. You know, Um, the great thing is, like I mentioned, these are homegrown, they're not imported. So everything lends to sort of like a healthier and more balanced diet when it comes to the food and the the, the fruit juices and the juice drinks that we have um, on island. Nice.
0: Very cool. (laughs) I, yep. There's one restaurant that really caught my eye. We posted about it on the Adventurely uh, Instagram, a place called Keeping It Real Bar and Grill, and they have these yes. massive lobsters.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: That's the first place I'm going to when I get
1: down yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really chill place. It's right on the beach, really grassroots, but the, the chef is amazing. And also they also have a bush rum bar also, so you, you, can, you can hit. Um, you know both 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 ends of the barrel um and the food is amazing i it's one of my favorite places to eat also um, when i'm lining when i'm just having fun but there's so many of them across the island
0: awesome i got maybe about four more questions that a lot of nomads have been asking me about the island mm-hmm. with their curiosity be out potentially coming down there so let's talk about getting around out of Soufriere, portsmouth and Rizzo are any mm-hmm. of you- Somewhat walkable, or do you definitely need to have a car?
1: You definitely need to have a car. Like I mentioned, while it, it may sound small, but we're, like, we're, 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 we're pretty big. I'm um, one of the largest in the Eastern Caribbean. But it's easy to get around. So you have numerous taxi options available, um, vehicle rentals that are very flexible with rates, um, especially when looking at long-term visitors. So, so these are available also. And of course, we have regular bus routes. Um, especially during the week, it's easy to get around on 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 the bus routes. But of course, you know it slows down to the Caribbean pace on weekends, where you might decide, okay, maybe I should get a rental for the weekend, that type of thing. So, you know, um, but it's very easy to get around, um, on islands.
0: It sounds as if roseau and Portsmouth, Portsmouth, might be the easier one to get
1: around. Would that be accurate? Um, yeah, um, they all like I they're all on the west coast, so they're all. Interlinked, So so if you're going to go from Soufria, which is in the, the south of the island, to Portsmouth, which is in the complete north of the island, you can get through by um, regular bus route also. You know, so it takes about, from, from Roseau to Portsmouth takes about a 45-minute to 50-minute drive. Um, okay. So it's, 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 not, it's not far at all. Okay, so
0: many people have asked me about Wi-Fi strength. Now, this is where I'm going to ask you to be really, really transparent. Can we rely on the Wi-Fi to get our work done down there?
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, we have two major service providers from Flow or Cable and Wireless and Digicel. Um, and they have been we really have one of the top notch high speed internet services um, in the Eastern Caribbean. We have They actually packages that you can get individual packages for Wi-Fi or also um, through the accommodation that you choose. So this is one of the things that we're actually even talking to them um, already um, from a ministerial level to see what we can do to even um, increase some of the bandwidth that, that is required for, especially in the, the, if we decide to finalize on the, the nomad village. Um, so those are the little things that we do. But I mean, across the island, you have um, very good internet service. Um, nice.
0: Is there, do, is there any cafes that come to mind or hotels or spaces that come to mind that are particularly good for nomads to work if they don't want to work from
1: their condo? Okay. Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned that we are looking at um, you know getting more information for co-working spaces um, because we realize this is this is an avenue that. Um, you know, persons would be interested in and um, the ability to work in nature and get creative and everything. You don't want to be stuck maybe in your hotel room or your, or your apartment for every day. You know, I know of some people who, because of the time difference, they have to start work at four o'clock in the morning, especially if it's from the UK area. Um, and by the time nine o'clock they, they're burnt out, they need a change of atmosphere. So um, in Soufria, they're quite a they're one or two um, nice cafe-style um, um, properties that also offer diving. Um, they, I mean, I like to share the experiences of some of the nomads that we already had here. And we had some persons who were on sabbatical, and they stayed at this place, and they were also offered the opportunity to learn free diving. So free diving is a very big sport internationally, and, and Dominica has one of the Best waters for free diving because because we're so rugged on top, it extends to the sea. So we have some sheer cliffs that go all the way down. So free diving was a big, and they learned to free dive um, by through that property that they were staying at, and 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 the spacing, the co-working spaces that they they built with within that property. So if you have the avenue for that within Roseau itself, there, there's some other properties that are looking at opening up um, just for um, Digital nomads that they can come in, get the Wi-Fi services, maybe have some um, specials for for the day passes or for for food, for drinks, etc. So there are opportunities. We are looking more and more at that to get them together to start listing them on the website, so you'll actually see what is what is. So that's coming like in a phase two when we start um, putting these together. So cool.
0: The next thing that nomads like to do once they get settled, they got their apartment, they got their places they want to work, they want to have fun. They want to <laughs> see you know, what this island has to offer. So I know I had asked you before about a few different places, but what do you think, let's let's go down to two. What are two really two. top things to do wow. that are like, this is the bucket list for Dominica, you've got to try this one. I'm, I'm going to okay. limit you to two. Okay,
1: okay, Mita, I'm going to be very honest. Um, I tried limiting at first to three, and now you're cutting me down to two. And I actually had six, so I'm going to go through really quickly. First of all, we have the longest um, walking trail in the Caribbean. It is 115 miles from south to north of the island. It's called the White Tikubui National Trail. And that trail stops in different communities, you can stop and, and sleep in a community, experience the community and head back on trail next day. So that is, that is one of the main things I think people, persons can look forward to. You can trek to the boiling lake. Dominica has a volcanic crater that is the second largest in the entire world. So that is, that is an amazing feat that, for such a small island. So that is something that I think people would be excited to visit. Um, Snorkeling at Champagne Reef I think is one of the major things where because we have volcanic activity in the sea it brings this warm bubbles in the water and makes you feel like you're swimming in Champagne so that's an amazing aspect of things. The Kalinago experience that is a cultural experience where we have like I mentioned earlier the last remaining Kalinagos in the in in the um, eastern Caribbean. They have their own territory where people can come and visit them doing their craft, their canoe making, their food, etc. So it, it immerses you into that, that culture.
0: Those um, are the, the natives
1: of Dominica, right? Yes, the Kalinago that... Indians, yes. Um, we also have, because of the volcanic nature of the island, it affords the opportunity for relaxing in natural sulfur mineral baths. So across the island, we have what we call sulfur pools, sulfur baths, sulfur spas, That really helps with skin ailments, um, just rejuvenating and cleansing the body, the mind, relaxing you um, to start the work work the next day. So that's something very big that we do here also. And also we have year-round whale watching. We actually have resident sperm whales that live in our waters. And of course, that is due to be, like I mentioned, the sheer drops in the ocean. So it's very deep that the whales can go as deep down as they want when they need to be cold and come up when they need to. So we have resident sperm whales that give birth in our water. So I think it's a sight to behold when you see about a a part of 15, 20 sperm whales um, just living and and enjoying the waters of Dominica. That sounds so good. But I said six as far as, as quick as I can, but they're so many more you have to experience the 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 waterfalls um the rivers the food like we mentioned so there's so much to see and do in dominica um definitely it's going to take up all your free time experiencing (laughs) and and, and discovering dominica
0: yeah i mean this is definitely (laughs) sounding like adventure of a lifetime you know yeah yeah
1: so Good work idea. and play, work and play. It's, it's, a, it's a really good uh, work and play. It's a really good life balance. You know, you work in the morning or afternoon or whatever it is, and you play afterwards in Dominica. You experience what Dominica has to offer. My understanding
0: is that pre COVID, it was relatively easy to get to some of the other close islands to you uh, Guadeloupe mm-hmm. and Martinique. What's the deal with? Like if you wanted to do a weekend in one of those two islands there, do you have to take a plane? Okay.
1: There a- yeah, for, so, so pre-COVID, we had a very good um, ferry system that ran between Guadeloupe, Martinique, and Dominique. Um, very easy. But, but like I mentioned, because France has put in, still has restrictions on travel and Martinique and Guadeloupe are, are islands um, belonging to France, these restrictions still apply, so we are not able to traverse to Martin and Guadeloupe like we would used to, and then they can't come across like they would normally do. But of course, you still can do other side trips um, to different destinations in the Caribbean. Um, we have daily um, regional flights. Um, persons can can hop on to Puerto Rico or to Barbados or San Lucia, take a weekend and come back in um, whichever one. But for now, Guadeloupe and Martinique is sort of still on, on that kind of locked down um, for the rest of the region. Awesome. Well, thank you so much
0: for sharing, you know, your personal perspective, uh, the the greater view of what the island has to offer, and all of the various programs to make it such an easy transition and a safe transition from the Safe in Nature program to the work in nature program and you yes. know, also one thing that's important for people who are not sure if they're ready to commit for a year and a half you can still work remotely there on your tourist visa so that's also an option for some people too right
1: yes yes so um more than likely when you come in you will get like a 90 day that you can stay um and you can experience it you can you know um see if this is for you and then you can extend it from there and you can fully embrace the work in nature um, wind Dominica extended stay with um, Of course, more information on destination Dominica, you can go to our website at discoverdominica.com. And of course, specific to the work in nature, it is windominica.gov.dm. That's windominica.gov.dm
0: yeah and so you know if you come down there you fall in love you can apply for the wind visa you can apply for the wind visa the bat from the start with you by yourself or you are and And this is the very last thing i don't know if i said oh this is the last thing but this is a super super last thing (laughs) if somebody really falls in love with dominica there there are opportunities to obtain citizenship and it doesn't sound terribly difficult compared to you know, the, loop, the loops you have to go through to get citizenship in other countries. So my understanding is that there's two options to get citizenship. Am I correct? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, yeah, so Dominica actually has one of the, the top um, citizen by investment op- opportunities um, in the Caribbean. So you can you can look at doing it through um, investments by um, U.S. Um, $100,000 um, of course, that is that will cover private projects such as education, healthcare, sports, tourism, etc., or through the real estate option where um, persons have a, put in a minimum of US $200,000, um, US dollars, that is, um, and you can you can hold a property for these three years and be authorized by the gov- that is authorized by the government of Dominica. And approved real estate project listings. So, there's the opportunities are there to, to of course, um, invest in the destination and actually move. I know of persons who have their holiday homes here, or who have moved permanently um, right now since since COVID. You know, so so it is an opportunity that persons can see a better life, a more relaxed life, um, and while still operating their businesses uh, remotely. So that is definitely an option for you. Wow.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, Samantha. Everybody, stop what you're doing and go check out the WinVisa Visa website. As she told you, it's windominica.gov.dm. We'll talk to you soon, and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.